Reaganomics, trickle-down prosperity or an illusion. According to Milton Friedman, good economist, the four main pillars of Reaganomics were tax cuts, deregulation, cuts to domestic social spending and reducing inflation. Taxes were cut, regulations reduced, social welfare spending reformed, and inflation reduced. Those leaders who followed President Reagan, whether red or blue allowed the debt to rise past GDP, and did not follow generally accepted accounting principles for managing the largest business enterprise in the world. Cooking the books and America's goose for future generations. As $34 trillion short-term debt is 135% of shrinking $24 trillion GDP, while China's GDP is growing at 5% per year, well above its $14 trillion low overhead GDP. Were the side effects of this controversial Reaganomic strategy? Wealth gap increased, regulations expanded for social problems, legislating morality, social spending, and deficit spending on earmarks out of sight, aka Obamacare, expansion of Medicaid spending for provider income, not outcomes driving up enormous debt, inflation increasing as the cost of Fed-issued interest instruments, and currency printing by the Fed and U.S. Treasury Department for stimulus, for closing down America's small businesses, churches, and schools during a public health failure mismanaging a so-called COVID-19 pandemic. Does this mean Reaganomics was a failure? No, but it wasn't a cure-all either. It just inspired incompetent do-gooders to take over and call it the new world order of DEI and ESG socialist dreams destroying the American dream of individual risk-taking. Prosperity and equity equality is a nightmare for all races as it promotes equity rather than work effort and risk-taking, the top two tenets of free enterprise. Resulting in BBB, build back bigger government, 24 million bureaucrats, with no accountability for insurmountable debt, and spending under the guise of climate change, green energy, and open borders, thus Biden's BBB and GND RDOA, allowing the world of global trade to slip through our grasp, as the propaganda machine cultivates mind control, and Sanders and AOC zeitgeist socialism, those who are intellectually superior shall rule. Just another caste system for those who have the wealth shall rule, and all others shall work to support the wealth gap while chasing the Green New Deal carrot. Isn't that what the progressives claim to fix? Ah, you have fallen for the intellectual idiot philosophy open the borders for people of color to offset white supremacy, pick our crops, and have more babies, than on nothing, who will quietly quit, to be happy as taught in our DEI policies in our public schools, and higher learning institutions. Identity is the measuring stick not the carrot. The carrot is eaten up by the commune have-nots who will revolt, and overthrow the BBB believers for the new world order headed up by China. Who, as George Orwell describes this process very well in Animal Farm, and 1984, for you disbelievers. And yes, laissez-faire enterprise is the solution to an impending revolution, that can be peaceful with the right leadership. Entrepreneurs build it, and they will come from all aspects of America the bountiful as template for the world to derail commune leaders. Proving small businesses is better than BBB. Decentralized is better than BBB oligarchs and propaganda machinery for mind control. Currently, our constitution is the only deterrent that protects the American dream from turning into the American nightmare, being proposed by the Sanders zeitgeist socialists, that fail to understand the power of human capital in America, and China, as the supremacy vying opponents, in the new world order of global trade, health, and prosperity. The golden rule only works if the holders of the gold can mine it and make it into a carrot instead of a stick that's the new golden rule that will rule the world of humans who want the carrot to work, and prosper, not being surveilled, coerced, and intimidated by intellectuals who don't contribute to the GDP or its dispersion. America, a country of 50 republics, states, being run like the Catholic Church where the priest gets away with anything, 
due to no accountability standards except celibacy. Our governors aren't held accountable to any measurable, financial or social standards, individually or collectively. As a result, our country is in free fall financially, physically unhealthy, and losing our nuclear families to divorce and or poverty. With our social behavioral standards watered down by vulgarity in the entertainment and social media, violent crime in our cities, failure of our governing bodies to secure the borders and voting system, change is imminent or our country will be overtaken by tyrannical and oppressive factions disguised as political leaders. Solution, trickle down size of BBB government to smaller enterprises dedicated to a 5-year, 10-year and 25-year offensive plan to increase GDP by 10% per year and reduce short-term debt by 10% per year, and amortize long-term obligations accrued 10% per year through 2084, 1. Closed borders, with Ellis Island portals to freedom. 2. Secure voting systems for citizens. 3. Implement the Human New Deal, in 5 inner cities per year for 10 years. Shelve the Green New Deal and use private financing to tear down ghettos, and build back better living conditions. 4. Open up energy production, Keystone, and other pipelines to transport fossil fuel, and natural gas, and solar power. 5. Implement downsizing federal government employees by 15% per year shifting the responsibilities to the state governance as freestanding enterprises using gap budgeting and planning. 6. Inventory existing military personnel and weapons inventory for deployment or stand down. And use savings as the funding for the new Offense Department quasi-reorganization plan of action. 7. Including a plan of downsizing both as peaceful coexistence is implemented through the UN using membership qualifications for co-opting countries to reduce environmental disasters and improve self-sufficient countries for reducing poverty, hunger, and viral diseases. 8. List those countries that are not in compliance with the new world order of peaceful coexistence and the use of laissez-faire enterprise to better utilize natural resources, monetary capital, and human capital. 9. Exploration of planets in the universe for rare metals and nuclear properties. 10. Population growth plans for members in the UN for setting up productive processes to meet estimated consumption needs. 11. Improved transportation vehicles, using alternative energy sources. 12. The American Enterprise Institute and American Enterprise Party Swing Vote should co-sponsor the Americanism Award for Best Proposal as a Decentralized Republic of 50 States Governed, using gap budgeting, and accrual-driven accountability for measuring GDP. With the Super Bowl winner being the state scoring the most points using financial, L and societal analytics. And Americanism, winning an Economist Nobel Peace Prize for implementing laissez-faire enterprise economics around the world to promote peaceful coexistence using GDP and humanism as capital, creating prosperity for all who learn to earn and have a skill to build. Good morning. America, Sunday morning, coming down. Today's, or actually it was a couple of days ago, uh, episode was Reaganomics, trickle down prosperity or an illusion. And uh, I hope you listened to it, um, or are listening to it. I guess that's what I'm referring to right now. I get lost in the episodes and the days and whatever. But still, the thing that sticks in my mind is that we're still seeking a balance in America of making America great or greater or keeping America great as it has been since the Second World War. So then we get into the topic of 
Reaganomics touted as the, the thing that saved America from um, what I'm now saying is going to happen, insolvency and uh, possible bankruptcy. Well, trigonomics, no, it's Reaganomics. Sorry, I tend to kind of misspell that. Uh, Reaganomics and its four tenets uh, were somewhat accomplished, but in the process increased the, probably doubled or tripled the, the debt because without the taxes to support the spending, which is always based upon a budget that's never followed, because it's not on generally accepted accounting principles, it's just on earmarks and, and whatever that present administration can uh, uh, kind of push through and, uh, and push the debt that it's creating forward on another administration which never really gets to the true bottom line. So Reaganomics trickled down prosperity or an illusion. I think you can call it an illusion. Because it doesn't, it doesn't trickle down to everyone. Uh, the whole concept is to increase the GDP by... Um, Cheating the taxpayers, really. Uh, taxes are not going to cover the cost of operating America. Unfortunately, our habits are way beyond our means. And Jefferson said, don't spend more than you earn. And I say we need more people learning to earn with a skill to bill. And make sure that we run America like a giant enterprise, not a giant church or fraternity or institution of three branches of government. Because when we get all tangled up in the political side of economics, and this is socioeconomics, we end up giving social, social part of it way more weight than we do the uh, financial. And so in my podcast, I try to get to the, to the uh, true meaning of keeping America great is to be able to, to be financially stable. And that means secure the borders, secure our income stream, be able to create cash flow, be able to invest and reinvest in our infrastructure and do all the right things that you would do in any small business enterprise throughout America. So it's not capitalism versus socialism. Capitalism meaning monetary capital and socialism meaning our worker workforce. No, it's the marriage of monetary capital, and human capital. And yes, human beings are capital, just as, as the dollar bill is capital. They're symbols of, uh, a, of a formula, a math formula, which I'm going to say is 
institutionize for the purpose of rules and economize through the rules of laissez-faire enterprise, which equals zero. And from that point on, you're in a profit-making mode. Or within the rules, we are now and have formed a marriage of capital and human capital to be able to create a zero point. And from that point on, we will emphasize profit making. So we have to have the efficient use of both monetary capital and human capital to be able to make a profit. And why is profit necessary? It's creating additional monetary and human capital to be able to reinvest in uh, our products, technology, infrastructure, uh, borders, closed borders, secure, secure borders, secure voting systems. <clears throat> and if we don't, and we haven't, we end up with enormous current liabilities, which I will call uh, our $34 trillion current liabilities and do not accrue or save a certain portion of our profits, if there are any, to be able to pay down future obligations, which now total $184 trillion. If you calculate Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and those are not entitlements, um, and the true entitlements that we have in our 46 taxes categories. So we tax people and their businesses 46 different ways. And as Charlie Reese said in his famous article, taxes, 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 eventually we tax everything, including the, the grave that you're put in. And then you're a pauper. So let's get back to the, the what does work if Reaganomics trickle down is a, an illusion. Because following that, we, we put the good, do-gooders in, in motion to implement the uh, Roosevelt um, uh, Great Society programs, which were the giveaway programs that didn't cost the recipient uh, any work but it costs the, the country its future. So we now have to turn the tables, as I am suggesting, turn the tables on our trade deficit. We got to turn the tables on a system that isn't working because there's no way when you add up current obligations of 34 trillion and 184 trillion future obligations that we should be funding as we go along, that's more, that's 200 and some trillion dollars, that's more than the rest of the world's GDP. So even if we owned the whole world and utilized its, all of its G GDP revenues, we wouldn't have enough <clears throat> to pay down the short and long-term debt. The short-term debt exceeds America's GDP, 135%. Uh, 
34 trillion versus 24 trillion GDP. So we, 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 we're pushing it off. The two-party system is not going to take the, the, the fall for it. They're going to blame each other. The McCoys and Hadfields promise to do everything and do nothing. Call it an issue, not a problem. Say no worries. Um, and while we currently have probably insurmountable problems, and in a Chapter 11 bankruptcy, which means that you're you're basically reorganized to start over, you're going to have to give some haircuts. Some like China wouldn't collect its three three trillion on treasury bills, or Japan three uh, five trillion, uh, uh, South Korea a trillion. Um, there would probably be a write down in the process of reorganizing to get to the to the point where we have enough cash flow to pay our current obligations. So we need a GDP right now of 34 trillion, not 24 trillion, to be able to do that. Because that's one minus one equals zero. So we have a zero point if we get the 34 trillion in, in gross domestic products and it's going the other way. China is the one that's growing at 5% a year and we're going the other way now with our new administration who blames Trump for everything and causes everything now. Uh, we're losing a three, at least 3% GDP a year and it'll increase to way more than that with the current thinking that we're, we're fixing inflation by increasing interest rates and increasing uh, uh, deficit spending and borrowing for infrastructure. It's insanity. Doesn't take a CPA to figure that that, if you think about it, is no way that that can work. That's a negative all the way to the bank, and then the banks turn you down, as does the Fed when it looks like uh, the Federal Reserve notes are going to bounce, and the Department of Treasury is proposing a hundred-year Treasury bill, and they're printing up uh, three hundred years worth of currency to overcome a pandemic. So what, what am I proposing here in my trilogy? Well, I would call it trickle up free enterprise. Is what we're going to have to do is downsize government, upsize enterprise. The growth of our gross domestic product is the only solution, which Donald Trump had that whole, it wasn't an idea, he went to, business school like I did, is to be able to create enough cash flow to pay your uh, fixed, ob your current obligations. So we would have to trim down the number of government employees. We don't know what they do anyway. We'd have to have the each state be responsible for a, a certain amount of gross domestic product which means we have to renegotiate how we we deal with our markets, particularly the supply line markets, and have a five-year, 10-year, 25-year plan, such as China has. Theirs is going the other way. How do they steal our technology right under our noses? And how do they 
re-engineer it, make it better, and sell it back to us. And they don't have child labor doing this. You know, if you, uh, uh, Fox shows on uh, its, uh, its uh, stream down channel, Fox Nation, a view of where China is with its 20 largest cities. They look bigger and better than our cities. I don't know. We don't see the ghettos. We don't see t- uh, child labor being whipped in the streets. We hear all kinds of things about China, and then it's to go over there and look, and it looks like us, but better. More people working at small things, small businesses. Uh, it's an illusion, uh, a Reaganomics illusion, that we're way ahead of everyone when it comes to social uh, affairs. Because entitlements have led us to be to the unemployment um, lines to, to collect unemployment and disability and food stamps and there there are four, uh, 46 taxes and 13 different entitlement programs and entitlements are not Medicare and Medicaid or Medicare and Social Security because they are trust funds. So we have to trickle up our enterprise growth, of course have profitable uh, businesses. That means we're not going to pay the shipping that come from from our 30 competitors. We're going to bring the supplying closer to the customers. America cannot afford to be the consumer of the world and buy everything over uh, across two seas. On container ships, we don't make and from on containers themselves we don't make and we're not setting the prices anymore and that's all being priced out as 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 loaded not as landed so in other words we're also playing the paying the shipping and distribution costs and display those costs those are, uh, products on our shelves we're incurring all of that 1.9 trillion dollars added to a 1 trillion dollar trade deficit we lose about 3 trillion a year in this thing called the great American enterprise. Well, we better start uh, some kind of a austerity program that you do when you're in chapter 11 bankruptcy in any business is that we have to have a plan. So I'm offering up not only volume one on a swing vote to be able to get this accomplished to get Consensus on volume two, which is a quasi reorganization of bankruptcy or chapter 11. It's not really a bankruptcy. You reorganize to write down the, the fixed cost to the, to the point you're making money and then extend out your obligations and amortize them so you can have enough cash flow to pay them over a period of time. And I've got those all laid out by category. And then in chapter or in volume three, it says, who's going to do that? Well, uh, our human capital will do that. It has to have the leadership to do that. So in our Congress, we need to have more economic, not economic professors. No, 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 not bankers. No, 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 not attorneys. No, 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 small business people that do this stuff every day. They take Human capital and monetary capital may make a profit. They create cash flow. They pay down their bills. They pay their debts. And they grow the economy. 
that's what works. That's what keeps America great. That's why America is great. So what I would propose is that you go buy my books that are in Amazon or Kindle or on my website, www.jerryrhodesauthor.com and start sharing these podcasts with those people that are calling themselves independents and let's form an independent party called the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party and then get this thing fixed. And yes, I want to be a part of the solution. I am not saying that I want to be president. No, if I were president for a month, I, I, I did that podcast. No, we need youth, more youth coming in, picking up this whole concept of um, keep America great and how to do it, not just put it off with, with a 100-year treasury bill that's going to you know, collapse the system. We have a house of cards here. We have the, we have the House of Representatives, and it's a house of cards, and the House of Shards is the Senate, Senate and the, the people that are wanting to, to run this country have never started a business, never been in business, would not have the slightest idea on how to save it. That's what we need to, to support this. That's what this party would represent. That's what I call enterprising American workers who are patriotic. We've proven it during the Second World War. We won it in four years. And we almost were gobbled up by an, a, an insane um, um, capitalist and business person uh, as he weaponized Germany in 10 years. So I am saying that we, the enterprising Americans, can beat the other isms flat by putting everyone to work, not on entitlements and pensions and all those things that destroy America. So keep on listening. I'm, I'm out of breath after this one. Talk to you later. Bye. About the podcasters, 63 plus years married, 80 plus years healthy, happy, and prosperous. Jerry Rhodes, a young 83, has had over 60 years experience in healthcare and government. He is a CPA and a licensed nursing home administrator. He has owned an accounting firm, a consulting business, and a software business servicing long-term care and skilled nursing homes. Considered an expert in Medicare and Medicaid regulations and management of operations. He has authored nine government-dominated healthcare-related books. Shari Rhodes, a younger 82, is a trained cosmetologist, nursing home owner, administrator, and business partner with Jerry and their son Kip Rhodes, a computer expert, for 30 years. She is also Jerry's editor of 17 books and is the mother of four grown children, 12 grandchildren, and eight great-grandsons, and three great-granddaughters. All the while finding time to paint, dance, stay fit, and planning to extend their marriage well beyond their 63rd wedding anniversary November 27, 2022, making their marriage one in a million in this millennium. They and their son Kip also have owned three skilled nursing facilities and consulted with 140 nursing homes and managed four others during their 40 years specializing in nursing home operations and government regulations concerning Medicare and Medicaid. The nursing homes were sold 2015, after restoring them, and converting them to All-American Care Restorative Care Model. The plans for those projects are chronicled in Jerry and Shari's books The Boomers Are Coming, Failing Government Taketh Away, 
Healthcare for All, America in the Red Zone, American Enterprise Manifesto, Americana, a novel revisiting George Orwell's 1984, Remedy Elder Side, Restore Elder Pride, and Five Wonders of the World Poetry Books that Express a Wonderful Life in Poetic Terms. What inspired you to write books as a family memoir to commensurate our 63-year marriage, a one in million odds, and our real, biological, age score 20 years younger than our chronological age of 80-plus, we want to reveal our 12 marriage vows and habits that have enabled us to get this far. We hope it will be a template for relationships forming lifestyles that solve marital problems that lead to chronic aging. Over 50% of all marriages, 2.4 million per year, result in divorce. And 117 million Americans have at least one chronic disease diagnosis code. 25% have one to four comorbidity chronic diseases. Also, the researchers have found that a happy marriage contributes to a longer, healthier, and stronger life. So, staying married is number one for aging healthy. The rest are related to lifestyles, without exercise, poor food selection, and aberrant habits that cause an unhealthy immune system, susceptible to viruses such as COVID-19 and its variants. Because America's healthcare is being run by a bureaucratic public healthcare system, as a one-payer system called a monopsony, buyer of last resort. While warp speed medical professionals should be in charge to be able to use treatment measures rather than wait for the magic vaccination by public health. The 99 of the top 100 paid bureaucrats are public health officials that don't seem to put America's health outcomes first and politics second, then Vice President chose the members of the Public Health Task Force, with Anthony Fauci as chairman, that took over the response to the pandemic not President Trump and his cabinet. For example, while Dr. Fauci, an immunologist, is the highest paid government official and makes more than the president who was ex officio singly running America for three years, not our President Trump or replacement President Biden, covering up his involvement in the virus getting out of the Wuhan lab, that he had under contract for gain-of-function studies, without triaging cases or using natural immunity as a preventive strategy, leading to patients being transferred to 77.000 nursing homes that were not equipped or allowed by law to treat pandemic patients that infected other patients and provider staff, while not allowing families access their loved ones, resulting in ongoing political use of the pandemic to elect a new president and keep Americans in fear for the purpose of mandating vaccinations, masks, social distancing, quarantines, church, non-essential small business, and school closings, while big businesses and government were designated essential so they got their paychecks and stimulus incentive to work. Especially, during the pandemic of 2020-21 the overall health of Americans is not good. Chronic disease, and chronic aging are subjects we deal with in our book. Currently 117 million Americans suffer from one or more chronic illnesses traceable to aberrant lifestyles. Researchers attribute better health to married couples who avoid behavioral problems linked to divorce. The 12 marriage vows and habits covered in our books are based on defining the root cause of the lifestyle problems and proposes 12 solutions for staying married and healthy getting happiness that, Shari, and I got over in our 60-plus years of marriage. So, our current podcast, Broken Political Systems, is about out-of-date politics, misinterpreting American capitalism, and American socialism keeping American enterprise great using humanism, aka Americanism. Downsize government, upsize enterprise using private enterprise organizations. ESG stakeholders served by profitable shareholders is for the greater, and individual good. This evolution of political parties can be painless, using my American Enterprise Party swing vote concept, of allowing enterprising American workers to have a political party, not a national trade union, but a platform for balancing the golden rule, those with the gold rule, 
with the political consensus for rule of laws, regulations and profits to suit all American citizens' aspiration. Recognizes the benefits of the pursuit of prosperity individually, and collectively allows America to stay number one in the world of oligarchs, dictators, warlords, and 8 billion human beings on earth. With American capitalism, and American socialism to generate a balanced supply lines, better worldwide health and fitness using better diets, preventive health measures, and health preservation being the platform for populating free market enterprise workers, rather than fiefdoms. All of this is covered in my books, with the American Enterprise Swing Vote Political Party Trilogy, being the centerpiece for solving social and health problems worldwide using technology tools, such as the cell phone, and cryptocurrency for expanding small businesses worldwide, Africa being a template, for a great example of how individual enterprise, and franchising ideas, beats conglomerate NGIs every time, for new technologies, cost-effectiveness, and profitability. If I were president, a fantasy at my age, since all I run on is my treadmill, but being over 65, with 50 years experience in running businesses, I can still have this risk-taking American dream. Leadership Reform Axiom 10 from Volume 2 of the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party, the Trilogy, the Manifesto for Draining the Swamp and Dispose of the Woke Alligators, Bureaucrats, who dwell there year after year. It's easy to criticize, hypothesize, visualize, epitomize productive thoughts and opinions. Here's mine change our culture of violence, vulgarity and excesses to humanism. So goes the aftermath of the contested election of 2020. Since the country is split into two wearing parts as Congress fiddles while America is Rome burning literally and figuratively, the victim of overindulgence with an insolvent underpinning, our weakness in reinforcing justice and policing will do us under as the criminals become emboldened and take more and more advance upon our safety and security on the blighted streets of our cities. And the problem of homelessness has to be eradicated through intervention for marginalized citizens and immigration management by providing private housing, education and job training as a private enterprise pursuing profit from more competent and effective entrepreneurs and their socialized work environment. Therefore, the pot. U.S. bully pulpit is an enabler to exercise collective leadership and opinion. Since I don't yet have one, I'm going to create my own looking for consensus of ideas, goals and solutions. Quoted from the American Enterprise Party Trilogy, Volume 2, first of all, no one is totally ready and competent to be president of a country of 330 million diverse and enterprising Americans. That being the case, how can we collectively work together for common goals? What are the collective goals? Are there 330 million different visions of a better world or a consensus of what we all want that becomes our vote to achieve because we passionately need it? Is it a happy family, a healthy lifestyle, a prosperous livelihood, a friendly neighbor, a fulfilling job, and a vote that counts? If it is, listen up because I'm going to make a proposition to achieve these individually and collectively to replace what we are now experiencing as a nation of violent behavior, vulgar vocabulary, and unequal resources because of unequal opportunity due to poor leaders and poor role models. Our America is a result of just the opposite. Our silent majority are now calling for a change in that culture. Let's review a plan for peaceful change. First, our behavior is our own responsibility so changing that is our personal commitment to change the culture of violence. Secondly, our entertainment is violent and vulgar so why not shut down those instances we all find harmful to peaceful coexistent by being disgusting and uncomfortable. Thirdly, is it more financial security we want or an equal chance at the risk-taking American dream of a happy marriage, healthy home, and a fulfilling family as our lives? If it is, how do we get there under the current circumstances? The solution is to pursue humanism as the national patriotic campaign. 
it must be driven by the votes of enterprising Americans that pay all the bills, fight all the wars and make capitalists wealthy beyond their dreams and needs, the 200 million enterprising Americans who are not represented, nor compensated adequately by a system that glorifies violence, vulgarity, and excess compensation in entertainment, sports, and our social media. It's the golden rule, those with the gold show rule. Why not the other golden rule, do unto others as you want to be treated? The vision of a better world would be to create a third political party that pursues enough votes to become the swing vote to break ties, and prevent gridlock of the two-party system at every level for every political decision made by the Congress and state legislators to bring the current proponents of the extremes towards a balanced, middle of society. Not left or right, not red or blue, not progressive or socialist, not fascism or communism, but American humanism. We want to individually have an opportunity to prosper and be happy with our future peaceful dealings around the world including the conservation of our environment and peaceful coexistence with our trading partners and competitors. Read my lips, it's an economic war not a shooting or bombing war. Give peace and prosperity a chance. How can this happen? First let's agree on a very important fact. Capitalism is not the enemy of socialism and are waiting in the wings as a third American enterprise political party then we can acknowledge they work together every day in every business. I'll call it humanism and enterprise, and it has to have capital to start up and sustain its equity, and it has to have human assets to implement and sustain its profitability. So, why do the American politicians pit one against the other as conservative and liberal, while assigning each to either the left or the right bending the curve towards the extremes for stirring up the voters? With successful enterprises being the foundation of the American economy, and the extremes of an establishment two-party system must be pulled towards the middle-class small businesses that populate our shopping centers, internet trading, and commerce with the rest of the world creating standards of living to ultimately pay all the bills and taxes to sustain and keep what I call the great American enterprise. That's the master we all must serve not 545 people, 100 senators, 435 congressmen, 9 Supreme Court justices, and 1 president, but are mostly attorneys, professors, and bureaucrats lawmakers, who now run everything, with money ticks blinding our politics, and restraining trade, using the golden rule of those with the gold, and control the media rule. For example, the George Soros influence at the national and community levels is tainting our justice system where there has to be consequences for committing crimes at the misdemeanor entry level as well as the felon level. At the other extreme, progressives want to discharge half the three million nonviolent convicts to be pardoned then catch and release later, as they fall to recidivism, so they can vote. Or better yet go back to the stop and frisk successful reduction of all crimes, implemented by Mayor Giuliani. Now with the Wizard of Oz Biden we have an appeaser, pleaser, and geezer looking the other way for the crimes of his son Hunter, ELM, and Antifa. The political theory here is to create a swing vote party to break ties and prevent gridlock of the two-party system at every level called the American Enterprise Party that, with as few seats as 5 to 10 in the Senate, and 10 to 20 in the House, representing enterprising hardworking enterprising Americans. I repeat it splits the independents away from the Democrats and the Republicans so neither has a majority. So a third party does not assure any of the three parties a 51% majority allowing for the filibuster to really mean better legislation and laws. The third party's platform balances the budget by privatizing agencies that are redundant with all the state governments and rids every layer of government to pass a bill kill one standing law and regulations, and taxation becomes a reinvestment of excessive wealth to pay down the unserviceable national and state debt. We not only drain the swamp we tame the alligators that are exposed or kill them with a bill calling for defunding them. In a decade, as Margaret Thatcher did in England, a third party can kill the idea that big brother government solves social problems, and higher taxation with obtuse borrowing pays for it.
Read my books and you will realize that taxpayers aren't paying for it, it's borrowed money. I wrote a book entitled The American Enterprise Manifesto in 1991 updated in 2012, and now the American Enterprise Party trilogy that exposes the depth of the swamp and the dire financial predicament this put our, and future generations in, that must be dealt with now as America slides into the depths of the swamp, as did other great societies in the past. I've been told it will never happen because it takes billions, trillions and zillions to compete for any office let alone the presidency. Well, 330 million enterprising Americans create $26 trillion GDP per year, and create wealth for 22.6 million millionaires and 885 billionaires so why not invest their equity, wealth, in paying down the $158 trillion in unfunded debt, rid ourselves of half of the 22 million government workers that cost 40% of fixed overhead wasted on redundant laws and regulations to be able to compete with China our ominous Cold War threat and economic competitor. I hope by now, as a discriminating voter, that having a third party representing the great American enterprise is a necessity for fiscal and spiritual values of the majority of enterprising Americans. And, it very effectively splits the independents away from the Democrats and the Republicans so neither has a majority. So, a third party does not assure any of the three parties a 51% majority allowing for the filibuster, electoral college, a swing vote to break ties, and prevent gridlock of the two-party system at every level, including the Supreme Court, and our state legislatures to really mean better legislation, and laws, while retaining government by the people, for the people, for the people. That I label Americanism, not capitalism or socialism but merged by laissez-faire free market enterprise. I pledge allegiance to my flag, and the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. To protect our values, constitution, and memorials of past heroes of the constitutional government of diversity, and ethnicity, 